Hello, BYWG Tribe. Here's a quick, less than one minute review of our supplement, program, and book of the month for August. At the end of the podcast, I will spend a few extra minutes going into finer details, so we encourage you to listen to the end. The supplement of the month for August is our newest premium formulation, Vitamin C Boost. The 10% discount code for the month is lowercase B-O-O-S-T-10. That's Boost 10. It is case sensitive. Our book of the month is The Serpent and the Butterfly, The Seven Laws of Healing by Dr. Ben Reeves. The program of the month is from our friend, the soul-inspired girl, Dr. Laura Foster. The program is called Reclaim Your Voice. And the 15% discount code for our listeners is capital B, capital Y, capital W, capital G. Listen to the end for more specifics. All the links, discount codes, and special offers for the program, supplement, and book will be listed in the show notes in Apple Podcasts, posted on social media, in our weekly newsletter, and on our website at www.beyondyourwildestgenes.com at the Listen Now tab. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Beyond Your Wildest Genes podcast. I'm your co-host today, Dr. Mike Akinfora, and I'm thrilled to have with me on the show Dr. Michael Haley. Michael, how are you? Fantastic. Thank you for having me. Uh, it, Michael and I actually were in school, in chiropractic school, many, many, many years ago together. Um, he graduated a little before me in 1995, and I graduated in 1996. Um, and he's been doing some really interesting things. In addition to be a chiropractor, um, he has started his own company. I want to read you his bio, and then we're going to get into it. So Dr. Michael Haley is a passionate chiropractor and health coach. He emphasizes a healthy lifestyle and nutrient-dense diet as a means to achieve optimal well-being. His health principles are based on science, tradition, and in line with the scriptures. Dr. Haley owns and operates Stockton Aloe One, makers and distributors of 100% pure raw aloe vera gel, health drink, and aloe vera personal care products. He also maintains his private practice as owner and physician at Apgate Chiropractic in Pompano Beach, Florida. He's an expert on phytonutrition and superfoods. He graduated from University of Tampa and went on to Life College of Chiropractic, where he earned his doctorate in 1995. He is known by he's known by his colleagues as Organic Mike for his teachings in the area of organic chemistry and nutrition. Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming on. So, could you give folks um, a background? I mean, that that's a great uh, one one sheet, but give people a little deeper dive into your background, Mike. You know, we have a similar background, and I bet you we had the same nutrition teacher at Life College. And I, I remember something that he said way back when, when he was talking about nutrition, that gave me a whole different perspective of, of food, of diet, of, of what nutrition really is. Uh, because so many people, when they think of nutrition, they think about the things they eat. Mm -hmm. But he talked about blood chemistry. And it's like, well, what affects your blood chemistry? Everything. Everything. You know, the thoughts that you have right now are affecting your blood chemistry. If you had a good night's sleep, it affected your blood chemistry or altered your nutrition. Absolutely. And as I, you know, started think about, thinking about that exercise changes your blood chemistry, you know, affects your hormones and the chemistry of your blood and the way your body works. You can change your nutrition with more than just food. But. Food is super powerful because that's all of the, 
you know, the, the, the molecules, the things that are going to be rearranged and changed into who you are. So, you know, garbage in, garbage out. And I started realizing how much crap is in the food, how much poison, toxic chemicals, crap is in the food. And, and I love talking about organic because people, you know, you have to eat organic, right? Well, yes and no. Don't think organic is the ultimate standard because there's plenty of crap in organic. What, what do you Probably mean? less than yeah. conventional. What do, you but, mean, what do you mean by that, Mike? You know, uh, years ago, um, Fukushima had a meltdown from a you know, big wave and... Mm-hmm. And it started spewing this radiation. From my understanding, it's still spewing radiation, and that's even showing up in the farmlands in central United States. Mm-hmm. So you know the, the 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 stuff goes up into the atmosphere and rains down everywhere. Got it. You know, right now it just so happens that this week in the United States we're getting hit with you know dust from another continent. <laughs> it, it, it goes everywhere you can't you really can't make that up i saw that uh come across my news feed a dust storm coming from the sahara (laughs) you (laughs) you cannot make that up so you know um we've really changed the world um in in the last hundred years uh you know it's funny because i would say okay what's organic uh garden of eden it doesn't exist so uh, it's a good standard because it means you can't use these chemicals and can't be genetically modified. Uh, what does genetically modified mean? It means more things in there that are designed to kill you. Um, we can talk a little bit about that. But, you know, ultimately, there are higher standards that you can, um, you can seek and, 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 and try to find in the food. And it might be certified organic and it might not be. But ultimately, we want to minimize the toxic exposure from the food and the water and the, the things that we put into our body. We want to maximize nutrition or nutrient density. That's why I like the, the, the term nutrient dense foods. You know, uh, you can have an apple and you can have a nutrient dense apple. Mm, got That's it. the difference. You know, um, organic fruits and vegetables, I think there was a study that showed they have like, you know, 40 to 60 percent more nutrition than conventional. How you grow things can impact the nutrients that are in them. When it comes to animal foods, the things that they eat impact the nutrition in them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you're you're talking conventional meat, if they're eating, um, you know, I, I've seen things where cows are fed leftover Halloween candy. <laughs> As opposed to how they were meant to be grazing and, and pastured and grass fed. Um, so they're, you know, we're, and then we're ingesting that. We can't quite understand why we're sick. Right. And even if, and I've read that too, and I'm confident it's true. But even if it wasn't, and they were just, you know, the conventional cows were just eating, you know, they're stuffing themselves with the wheat in the bin. That's not their natural diet, and it's inflammatory, and it's probably genetically modified, which means it's filled with pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, and all kinds of sides. Sides, the CIDE, is really there to kill you, to kill, kill weeds, to kill bugs, to kill pests, to kill bacteria, viruses, fungus. Yep. 
and we eat these things, animal foods that consume things designed to kill, and when it goes into us, because you are what you eat, and in the case of animal foods, if they are what they ate and you ate them, then you are what they ate. 100%. So when you put this stuff in you that was designed to kill, does it know to stop killing? Nope. <laughs> Not at all. You know, I, I, I love asking the people, you know, when it comes to the, these things, you know, does it know to stop killing preservatives? What's the purpose of a preservative? And everybody always says it's to make the food last longer. That's mm -hmm. the side effect. The purpose is to kill. A food scientist is going to, you know, look at this food and say, okay, to maximize the shelf life, I'm, you know, I, I see we have this bacteria issue. Let, let's add this to kill bacteria. Mm -hmm. Oh, now fungus is growing. Now we have to add something to kill the fungus or to kill the mold or to kill whatever is growing in it. So they have this uh, combination of preservatives to increase the shelf life. And these things are designed to kill mold, yeast, fungus, bacteria, microbiology. When we eat them, do they know to stop killing? The purpose of the preservative is to kill. You put it in your body. It doesn't know to stop killing. Is it a wonder why there are so many digestive problems these days because you have this delicate microbiome in your intestines, in your guts, designed to protect, digest, process things, and we're killing it off, making our guts raw, inflamed, ulcerated, leaking, so the things we eat go into our bloodstream unprocessed, and our immune system says, holy crap, we got to do something. It starts making all these antibodies and we have autoimmune disorders all of a sudden. Where, yeah, where we didn't have them or they very rarely happened 80, 90, 100 years ago. Yeah, there's so many of them that are on the rise and, you know, all, why are thyroid problems so, you know, increased all of a sudden? We hardly heard about that 30 years ago. Now everybody's got thyroid issues. Absolutely. So how, how, when we look at this in its totality, what do we do? Like you, you have, you have, um, certification and, um, talk to me about the gaps diet. Cause you're certified yeah. in this with, uh, with, uh, uh, McBride, right? Yes. Yes, yeah. uh, the GAPS stands for Gut and Psychology Syndrome because uh, it's it's the and or the P could be Physiology Syndrome. It's both actually. When your gut is inflamed, disrupted, and things aren't working right, remember your food has to pass through that that gut wall to get into your bloodstream where it can be used throughout your body, and when things pass through the digestive system into the bloodstream, not processed properly, it's going to alter the chemistry in your body. Well, if your chemistry is altered in a negative way because it wasn't processed right on the front end, remember, chemistry is your nutrition. If it's not right, all kinds of things can go wrong. And, uh, you know, she realized that there were, uh, you know, kids with, uh, you know, attention deficit disorders and all kinds of, you know, things that we named the kids that can't sit still, lots of times it's their chemistry that starts in the gut affecting their blood in a negative way. And we change their diets and we heal their guts. We stop giving them inflammatory foods. We give them gut healing foods. 
to heal and seal it. We nurture their microbiome back to good health. And all of a sudden, their, their minds change. The way their bodies think and the restlessness and the attention deficits, these things, all of a sudden, they're able to process things, um, I don't want to say more normally, <laughs> uh, but it, with clearer thinking. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we, you know, that it's funny that you, you brought that up in that, uh, that nutrition class back in chiropractic school, because he was talking about these things way back in, in the 1990s. And they become much more, uh, come much more to the forefront here in the last 10 years. But uh, his name escapes me, Paul. Peterson or Paul something. Uh, I remember what he looks like. <laughs> yes. Yes. But it, it, it's amazing that he was talking about this stuff back then. And now they are and, and they're, it's at the forefront of our thinking for both uh, for folks like you and I who are certified, um, certified functional medicine um, in, in two different uh, forms where we look at this and look at people's diets. But what I really like about GAPS is, is the, the psychology part of it, where when you heal the gut, and the gut is considered the second brain, but when you heal the gut, the, the thinking actually returns. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and in the that. case of you know, Dr. Natasha Gabride, she was actually focusing on autism, um, you know, which is we almost, you know, beyond hyperactivity disorders. Uh, but really any kind of, you know, what we might classify as a psychological, uh, you know, challenge. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. it's funny because you go to you go to some doctors and they would say you have a chemical imbalance. OK, remember, chemistry in the blood, that's your nutrition. So it's not mm -hmm. a chemical imbalance, it's a nutritional imbalance mm -hmm. uh, that, that medical doctors want to treat with little capsules that have chemicals in them. Because, you know, people were so smart that we can actually balance the chemistry in the body with little capsules. Um, and I'm not saying that there's not a place for medicine. What I am saying is, we, you know, we know that you put this drug in a person and it has this kind of numbing effect or whatever it is. We're not fixing the problem. Uh, We're absolutely. covering it up. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So talk to me, talk to me about um, the nutrition for the GAPS diet or the GAPS protocol a little bit, Mike. You know, one of, one of my favorite things is helping people figure out what kind of foods are bad for them. And um, Dr. Dr. Natasha McBride had a couple methods um, that she taught us to use. Now, the easiest thing to do is to take everything away and start with actually just one food item that most people aren't going to have problems with, that, a, a low allergen type food. Something that meets all of your needs, you know, uh, gives you enough fat to sustain you and satisfy you and, and have enough, you know, uh, uh, just, a, you know, something that can satisfy you for even a few days or even a week if you have to, to get things under control. Mm -hmm. And that, that super food is bone stock soup, which could be chicken bone stock, beef bone stock, but essentially, you know, uh, we eat all the meat off the bones and then throw away the good stuff. But what she's saying is, no, when the meat's gone, everything that's left over, that carcass, 
simmer that thing down for six to ten hours, run it through a, a strainer, and then, you know, capture that liquid gold there. And, you know, if you put it in the refrigerator, it's going to turn to like a gelatin. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we know that that stuff is wonderful for not only, you know, joint health and bones and all the glucosamines and chondroitins that are coming out of that cartilaginous tissues of those bones that we just simmered down, the things that people usually throw away, that stuff also helps you heal the gut. So what we have is a gut healing superfood that's going to give you enough nutrition to sustain you, keep you from feeling hungry. You can have, you know, a gallon a day if you need or more, however much you need to feel that your nutrition needs are met. And as we aren't putting any other things in that are going to trigger this allergic response, we start getting back to normal. Um, you know, stop having the energy crashes or whatever it is that you're struggling with, the, the digestive issues, the diarrhea, the constipation, whatever it is, those things calm down because we've stripped away all of the inflammatories and the irritants, the things that we haven't identified as being bad for us yet. What? Now that I have like a baseline, I'm feeling pretty good. Let me add one thing to that soup and sure. start making a soup. Okay. Um, and let's stick with something safe like cauliflower mm. that most people don't have a problem with. And we start bulking up our soup, <laughs> chicken soup, good for the soul, right? Mm -hmm. There's a reason for that. You know, it's not just, you know, fairy tale. <laughs> well, what's amazing to me, Mike, is, and, and let's dial back here for a second, is when, when you look at uh, a bone broth, it, it, it is very ancestral where this is what our ancestors ate. They ate uh, snout to tail and they ate everything, including the marrow, including the bones. They'd put them in a pot and they would simmer it. They just did this naturally. And we've gotten so far removed from that. And the pendulum is now swinging back the other way. Right. The other part that is, is so important is this, in, in this equation that we're talking about is what you brought up earlier. We, the, the chicken bone broth and the beef bone broth needs to come from organic sources and grass-fed sources. Just like you said, we are what we eat. Right. So if we have a sick animal that we are using, we're going to create problems. I mean, ideally, we want that. Um, obviously if there's budgetary issues, but you could throw, you could throw the bones from your chicken in a crock pot and, and simmer them down for, for hours Yeah, and not do anything. So yeah, and, and go it'll ahead, be Michael. delicious. It'll be delicious. Absolutely. We do this all the time in our house. Um, it just, you, you set it and forget it. You don't even have to worry about it. And you know, 10, 12 hours later, you have a, amazing bone broth. Um, so talk to me about where, where we added cauliflower. So we add one thing and then what's the next step? Well, you continue to build this diet, but as you're building it, you're also logging your response. Got it. So imagine that, you know, I'm doing great. Let me add something else. And I, you know, added potatoes. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, after I had that meal, I crashed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, you know, and I, I said potatoes for a reason. <laughs> our, our nutrition teacher, that was the example he used, okay, yeah. 25 years ago, uh, <laughs> beyond that, because it was before we graduated. 
he said, you know, the, 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 the patient comes in and they, you know, I'm, I'm always crashing. Well, what'd you have for breakfast? I had, um, you know, eggs and, uh, you know, fried potatoes. What'd you have for lunch? I had, oh, a burger and tater tots. And what about dinner? Oh, I had, uh, you know, steak and potatoes. <laughs> you know, you consider the possibility that you have a potato allergy <laughs> now and, and you're somehow addicted to the thing that is causing you a health problem. Well, potatoes isn't on her, uh, you know, number one list of, you know, here's the, the, this is the short list of things to add in, in, in phase one. It's not there. So she has phase one foods, phase two foods, phase three foods. And you work on those foods that are less likely to cause problems, building your diet gradually. And even in that safe list of foods that are safe for most people, if you start having symptoms again, you pull that out. And if those symptoms go away and you put that food back in and the symptoms come back, we start to see this pattern. Chances are that food is on, that goes to your bad list. You don't put that in your diet anymore. Why would you want to? Right. So that's how we start. And because we're only changing one food item at a time, it's easy to identify these things. You know, um, you go out and like, well, pizza, you know, doesn't do me well. Okay. Is it the bread? Is it the cheese? You know, the dairy, is it the uh, tomato? There's too many things. How do you know? It, it makes it, it makes it a lot harder uh, for people to try and determine when, when they start heading down this um, road without a coach, without proper um, guidance. So it's really, really difficult. Um, somebody trying to do this by themselves. Yeah. And, you know, the one thing that you, you said that, you know, when it comes to the animal foods, you were talking about the organic and the grass-fed. Um, you know, there, I, I have a lot of uh, people that have influenced my thinking about food and diet and where the food comes from. And, you know, some people will take a, a scientific approach. Um, other people will take a traditional approach. There's a, a group, uh, let me see, Sally Fallon is with, uh, I can't think of the name of the organ. Oh, Weston A. Price Foundation. Yes. And they really focus on tradition. Mm -hmm. um, some people are, are take a very biblical approach. And, you know, the scriptures kind of point us in directions and say, this is food and this is not. Um, and it's interesting when we follow the, those things up years later, we see that there's a scientific basis for it. Well, I like what Jordan Rubin did. He said, let's consider all of these things. You know, if you want to follow the foods of the scriptures, great, but think about them traditionally and match it up with science. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're going to eat beef, well, traditionally, those animals, like you said, were out in the fields eating grass. And scientifically, we know that that beef is going to be higher in omega-3s, lower in the omega-6s, you know, which are those inflammatory uh, fatty acids. So we kind of start looking at things from those three different angles, tradition, science, scriptural approach, and now things seem to be in good alignment. Yeah, it's really interesting, and, and we haven't had many people come on and, and relate food in that manner where you look at tradition and science and scripture what are some of the other things you, you've in in your research um that you've seen where that where that's aligned is there is there other areas are there specific foods um 
it's always fascinated yeah. me. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's easy to see where it's not aligned and where okay. it doesn't work. Perfect. Um, you know, it, it's easy to see animals force-fed diets that they're not meant to eat so that they can be fattened. And and we can label this, you know, stuff as organic, but it's not, it doesn't align. Um, so that's why I say organic's not the ultimate, you know, measure. You know, I, I, I had this uh, patient and what, what she did is actually raised cows. And they were, she, they were sold eventually as grass-fed beef because they spent the first half of their life in the fields eating grass up to about 600 pounds. Then she would sell them, you know, to the people that would finish them on grains. But because they spent half their time in the fields, it was considered grass-fed. Mm. And those grains, if they're organic, now we have organic grass-fed beef. But guess what? Going from 600 pounds to 1,300 pounds was done on inflammatory grains. Sure. So how good is that organic grass-fed beef? Uh, it, 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 like you say, it does. Uh, your quote, and I agree with you, it does not align. So it fits within that. It fits within the definition of what I, I guess the FDA would say, but it's mm -hmm. truly not in alignment with what we're what we're saying here. Yeah, makes it yeah. very interesting. So let me ask you a question: Where, uh, where does your company um, fit into this? Where does Allo come yeah. into this? You know, that's one place where I choose to, uh, in a sense, disobey the GAPS diet. Okay. Uh, and I have a good reason for it. Um, you know, they in the GAPS diet, they want to avoid sugars. This is this is really interesting. Okay. Aloe vera, for the most part, believe it or not, is chemically sugars. Okay. Shocking, right? How come yeah. people would use that for, you know, helping uh, cancers and immune system? How is it possible? The sugar molecule in aloe vera is mannose and that's the one sugar that in a sense is toxic to cancer cells yes it's the one sugar that our body really can't digest it's not counted as a carbohydrate it's not counted as calories for some reason that particular sugar when people consume it somehow it lowers and stabilizes blood sugar levels in people with diabetes somehow the cancer cells attached to it try to eat it but they can't and they can't release it so they can't eat glucose for some reason they end up shrinking um, it's a very interesting food when you look at it scientifically see traditionally people know that they put it on a sunburn and the burn heals quicker and this was proven with science yep. they actually hot rod iron burn rats in like the 70s i think it was put aloe vera on half the wounds and uh, not on the other half and the ones that got the aloe vera healed in half the time mm -hmm. and that skin is an epithelial tissue much like our guts and somehow we know not scientifically we haven't burned the guts but you know when you have ulcerations in your gut it's similar to that burn on the on the skin somehow people that are consuming aloe vera with the inflammatory bowel diseases they're healing faster i've noticed that when i give it to people with bleeding bowels uh, day two, they might not notice a difference, but by day three, um, best day of their lives, no more bleeding, and and things are, you know, on the upswing. It somehow speeds up the healing process. It, it somehow, you know, um, 
boosts the immune system, probably in many ways. Not only do we know that the ACE manin causes the, the, the macrophages to secrete more tumor necrosis factor, interferon, interleukin. Um, we know that in healing the gut, we're healing that place where the immune system is and stopping some of the leaking so there's not so many autoimmune issues. There's a lot happening when people consume aloe vera. It's not on the A-list in the GAPS diet, probably because uh, there's two possibilities. Probably because the, the issue is that the outer leaf part causes diarrhea. You don't consume that part. And I believe that they probably confuse that with the sugars being an issue. But remember, mannose is not processed like glucose. Very true. Um, so how how did you get into aloe vera? Like, what was it that brought you to that place? You, you know, early on um, in, in your chiropractic career, have you ever had any strange patients, people that were a little bit different? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> they were the same. <laughs> I, I had one that was... Uh, different than all the rest and this guy Rodney and he used to come in my office every time he came for an adjustment he had this bottle of aloe with him and he, he essentially told me I had to make sure all my patients were drinking it and I remember I, I took a bottle home and I tell you it tasted like crap mm -hmm. <laughs> I wasn't going to do it <laughs> now I, I know why it tasted so bad at the time um, now it's, we've actually uh, changed the way we process it, and it, it actually has a lot less taste. Um, but when I, when, you know, it was fast forward about 11 years ago, I had one of my patients on it because she had a very bad cancer, a stage four pancreatic cancer. And, you know, this guy Rodney, you know, not that we remember aloe vera is not a cure for cancer, right. but. He says, you know, if you got cancer, he would treat it like the common cold. Just have three full glasses of aloe vera a day. Um, you'll start feeling better almost immediately. Within a few months, it'll be gone. Then just drink a glass a day for the rest of your life to make sure cancer never comes back. And he would he would say it just like that, like it was a matter of fact. But I I I, I said I said there's something like you know you have a bad cancer, um, stage four pancreatic cancer. That you know you have about a two percent chance of being around in a year. If you go the medical route, if we do something drastically different, I don't know what what's going to happen. I don't know, but, you know, are you with me? I know this guy says drink three glasses of aloe vera a day. Let's do that, but let's change a whole bunch of other things, too. Let's teach you how to, you know, juice fruits and vegetables and grow your own sprouts. And, you know, we're going to take away all your cake and all the things you love, and especially the sugars because we're dealing with the pancreas. Um, you know, let's let's really get your diet right. And uh, we are, you know, about 11 years later now, and I don't uh, follow this patient much anymore, but I still see her posting on Facebook. Um, so she must still be cancer-free from one of the worst cancers. About a year later, uh, Rodney Stockton, that was bringing the aloe in, died from a heart attack. <laughs> and now this aloe is very important to me. Not only do I have a patient that was healed uh, from cancer, but I had uh, an injury, a severe burn where I saw the power of aloe on my hands. I said, oh my goodness, this stuff is amazing. 
And um, actually, I think that burn came before I put my patient on it. But regardless, it was um, I'm starting to see my patients also that have other issues eating better with the aloe. And all of a sudden, our supply is in jeopardy because Rodney had died. Mm. Well, I got a call from his uh, his wife that his former wife that asked me to um, help, and it was a mess. And we took over the product line, and and within a, a week of her asking me, we were literally in business with a new company name, same product. And I was on my way to the Dominican Republic with my video camera to record the whole process of its manufacture and look for ways to make it better. Wow! Wow! Yeah. And uh, now we're 10 years later and, you know, strong as ever. And, you know, I, I, I talked a lot about cancer and I, I have to emphasize that aloe vera is not a cure for cancer. There's reasons why you would want to use it if you had cancer or if you had um, digestive issues or, or diabetes. And there's scientific reasons for this. But, you know, Dr. Mike, you and I both know that when people are having these horrible illnesses, they need radical change. They don't need a magic bullet. They need a lifestyle change, one that's going to, you know, change everything about them and, and lead to a life of happiness. I think it was Sid Williams that wrote a book called, uh, When is a Potato a Pill? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, if, it, you know, it, it, essentially, if you're taking aloe vera because it reverses your symptoms, you're really not doing any better than taking a drug Correct. because what you need is a lifestyle change. You need to get rid of the cause and start changing as many things about your life as you can so you can maximize your human potential. What 100% and, and that was always um, when uh, both of us being in practice and, and practicing chiropractors if folks were coming in only when they were in pain, it was just a very expensive uh, pill as opposed to maximizing their their vital force, maximizing their um, function coming in to see us. So uh, very similar to what you're saying, you're, you're, the, the, I want to say it's the right church, just the wrong pew where we have the ability where folks can make these lifestyle changes and miraculous things happen when people make these lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. So I'm very cognizant of your time, Mike, and, and I really appreciate you coming on the show. Where, where can people find you in the world? We are now at HaleyNutrition.com. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I am accessible. Um, if you use the contact forms uh, and you have a question for me specifically, um, you know, mention my name and and they'll make sure the email gets forwarded to me. I respond to all questions that I get from whoever, wherever they come from. And uh, HaleyNutrition.com. Excellent. And is um, Stockton Allo one on HaleyNutrition.com or is that different? Yes. No, we kind of made that more of a brand now. Uh, for the first, you know, several years, it was just aloe vera products. Yeah. Um, you know, as you know, there's more to uh, nutrition than aloe vera. And as we started adding, uh, filling in some of these missing places, we realized we had a rebrand as Haley Nutrition. So now the aloe brand is Stockton Aloe. Yep. 
but the company is now Haley Nutrition. Beautiful. That is wonderful. We'll leave that in the show notes, folks. Um, is there any parting words that you have for us, Mike? I appreciate what you do. Keep doing it, man. It's 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 uh, people like you that are out there, um, you know, creating content like this um, that you know is is teaching people to take charge of their lives. So I uh, applaud you. Well done. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the show, Mike. Thank you for the kind words. Hey, folks, if you like what you heard, please go to Apple Podcast and leave a review. It helps us to help others find people like Dr. Michael Haley, where we can bring them on the show. And it's um, a, a wonderful thing that he's doing and taking his time out and really in the trenches still today after we were in chiropractic school 25 years ago. So, um, Michael, again, thanks again for being on the show. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao, everybody. So here's some more specifics. Our August supplement of the month is vitamin C boost. It is a blend of vitamin C, both as ascorbic acid and in the natural food source, the acerola cherry. Vitamin C is crucial for immune function and collagen production. It can help you sleep by lowering cortisol at night and is particularly important for cigarette smokers. We've added in grapeseed extract, glutathione, and zinc to truly make this a one-of-a-kind vitamin C supplement. For the entire month of August, if you use the code lowercase B-O-O-S-T-10, boost 10, you will receive 10% off this incredible new formulation. You can pick it up at our website at www.beyondyourwildestgenes.com, or if you're local, you can pick it up at the office, just mention the code. The August book of the month is The Serpent and the Butterfly, The Seven Laws of Healing by Dr. Ben Reeves. This is a really profound, easy book to read. You can listen to Dr. Mike interview Dr. Ben on the July 20th BYWG podcast. Our highlighted program for August is from our friend, soul-inspired girl, Dr. Laura Foster. The program is called Reclaim Your Voice, and the 15% discount code for our listeners is capital B-Y-W-G. Reclaim Your Voice is a 21-day online series for women who seek to speak their absolute truth with more confidence, courage, and conviction. The program begins August 10th. The link will be in the podcast show notes and weekly emails. Included will also be an invitation for female listeners to join the private Facebook group called Soul Inspired Girl, a space for heart-led women. And mind you, girl is not spelt with an I, it's spelt with a U. Thanks for listening, and as always, be awesome and never unawesome.